This is Performance Time, the show about the human side of performance engineering. I'm Stephen Townsend. Welcome back to Performance Time. Today, we're talking about how you can become a better performance engineer. I'm really talking about the growth mindset. I'm sure you've heard of that before, but it's really just the perspective of I can't do something yet as opposed to I can't do that. That's not possible. And that plays a huge part in becoming a successful performance engineer. I'll be the first to admit that change can be confronting. It can be awkward. It can be messy. If you have a universal truth, something which you've always believed is 100% accurate and a fact, but it no longer holds up to scrutiny, that's a pretty difficult pill to swallow. It wasn't that long ago that I firmly believed that end-to-end performance testing was the only way to go, that there was very little value or very few use cases for component-based stubbed performance testing. And my perspective has changed over the years. I still think there is value and merit in end-to-end performance testing in certain situations, but it's an extremely costly and time-consuming endeavor. And there are things about component-based testing which can give us feedback on performance a lot earlier and a lot simpler with a lot less cost and time and, and burden on the performance engineering team. Uh, in the beginning, I remember being quite confrontational and arguing vehemently against component-based performance testing. And looking back on that, you know, I, I had some good points in some situations, but I think it just takes time for your mind to adapt to a different paradigm. Now, I do want to say there is a flip side to this. Sometimes you need to stick to your guns. So there, you can get caught up in a movement. So there's a somewhat common belief in some organizations that uh, everything needs to be put into the deployment pipeline, including all performance testing. But there are many, many, many reasons why that is not a good idea and is not going to give you the best outcomes. For example... Your deployment pipeline, if you want to run a meaningful performance test which has enough samples and runs for long enough, it might take an hour. Now, do you want to add an hour to your deployment pipeline duration? Of course you don't. So now you have to think, what is an appropriate amount of performance testing to have running as part of my deployment pipeline? And when I strip it back to, uh, say, a a one-minute test with a single thread, is that going to provide me the value that I want versus the cost of building and maintaining it. I've become a proponent of running daily automated tests as opposed to tying it into the deployment pipeline. Now, whether you agree with me or not, my point is that just because everyone else is saying to do something or everyone else seems to be doing something doesn't mean it's necessarily the right thing to do. You actually have to trust your own gut at times and also trust your own logic If something doesn't make sense, work it out, communicate it, stick to your guns. Back to the theme of growing and becoming a better performance engineer. Ultimately, we don't want to be in a position where we are stagnating. We're not growing. We're not changing. 
Unfortunately, it can be very easy to get stuck in a rut and be doing the same things the same way year after year, especially if you don't have colleagues at a similar level who are challenging you, or maybe a mentor or someone who can be providing guidance. Ask yourself, have you been doing things exactly the same way for the last two or three years? And if you have, it might be time to think about mixing things up, to be looking outward outside of your organization, see what's changing, see what's happening in the wider industry, and find if any of that is applicable to your work and can make your work better. The first thing I would say is it's impossible that you have mastered the art of performance engineering. There is literally bottomless depth of complexity as well as uh, an impossibly high ceiling of high-level strategic thinking. And then there's the breadth of information from other domains that you can pull into your work. It is huge. It is overwhelming. There is a conference called WAPA, the Workshop on Performance and Reliability, which is usually held in the United States, but one year it was held in Wellington, New Zealand, and I was lucky enough to attend and to present. And just hearing some of the other speakers talk about their experiences and their thinking about performance engineering, including well-known performance specialists such as Mark Tomlinson and James Pulley, I knew in that moment that I will never know even 10% of what they know about this field. And that's humbling, right? It puts in perspective that I'm here and I've got my own strengths, but there's always someone out there who knows a lot more than you do. And not only that, there's people that know different things than you as well, who have experiences and knowledge which could help you in unexpected ways. So my point is, that information is out there. There are uh, performance specialists who are avid bloggers who have podcasts such as this or Perf Bites or Pure Performance. Uh, there are also performance specialists speaking at conferences, not just performance engineering specific conferences, but also uh, general testing and quality conferences as well. Go to the Neotis Pack website. There are recordings of hundred, maybe a hundred or so presentations from the past. And some of them have extraordinary ideas um, and some of which I've applied to my work. There are also performance specialists who are active in social media and just post ideas every single day. The information is out there. Expose yourself to it. And something I've learned along the way is it's very rare that I'll see a presentation and I'll want to adopt or take on the whole idea, but there'll be something in it that I'll want to take away and explore further. And I think that's the key. You have the option to see what's out there, pick and choose the ideas which either interest you or you think will apply value to your work, and then experiment with them in your own way at your own pace. I recommend doing a proof of concept on something really small scale to test out a new idea before you go too far down a path, which might not work in the long run. I remember hearing about process automation and applying it to performance engineering well before I was really doing it. And the, one of the very first things I did was automate the process of retrieving 
test data from an application database. So instead of manually running a bunch of queries, I now had a script which did it all for me and updated a bunch of CSV files. It doesn't sound very complex, and it wasn't, but I immediately saw value, and that began the process of applying process automation to my work wherever I could. I think it's almost as important to understand yourself and how you operate as a performance engineer as it is to get the, the new ideas in the first place. And what kind of performance engineer are you? Maybe you are particularly strong in one tool and you're predominantly a black box load tester. That's fine. Once you understand that about yourself, then you can say, well, what else can I look into? Maybe you're really good at process automation. So you basically don't have to do anything. All of your load testing and the preparing of the results is all automated and scheduled. Great. But now maybe it's time to look at a different aspect of performance engineering and the wider concept. And on the flip side, maybe you are really good at investigating in the back end when there's a performance issue. But maybe you're less strong at that automation side of things. When you understand what you're doing right now and what you're strong at, it's easier to know where to go next, to know what are the things you're not so strong at so you can look into them. I'm historically quite strong at doing investigation of issues and looking into the back end and obtaining information manually. I'm quite strong at data analysis and visualization and sort of strategy, but I've generally always been pretty weak at process automation. Although I talked about it earlier, I've never really nailed it. So that's an area that I'm spending more time these days focusing on. In DevOps, we have the principle of improvement work and how extraordinarily valuable that is. In fact, it's generally accepted that if we need to spend about 20% of our time working on improvement work. And that improvement work can be anything from maintenance to improvement of the way you work to simplifying your ways of working, generally reducing your technical debt. If you haven't read The Phoenix Project yet, please do. It is an important book for anyone who's working in technology to read. And it's enjoyable. I guarantee if you've been in the industry for more than two years, the characters will be familiar and you'll have situations that you'll read about and it will bring back painful memories, but in a cathartic way. That's a really good way to think about improving your work and becoming a better performance engineer as well. Ask yourself the question, what am I doing right now and how can I simplify it? Maybe there's something that you can automate. Maybe there's a process which you can change so it's simpler or has less steps. Maybe there's something that you're doing and you can reduce the time that it takes, even though it's still manual. Maybe there's something that you're doing which you don't need to do at all. All of this is simplification, and it's one of the core principles that I have in my work. Another lens that you can take is how can I add more value? So maybe you have a really simple process and it's working for you, but maybe the results that you're producing aren't particularly insightful or the people who are getting the results don't understand them. So you could look at how can you make that more valuable for your 
uh, air quote, customer, usually your internal engineers. Yet another way you could look at it is if you don't have to do it, it is also simpler. So look at the idea of enabling other people who are not performance specialists to do more for themselves. But it's not really about offloading work to other people. It's huge in terms of getting teams to feel involved and accountable for the performance of what they're delivering, which is going to provide way better outcomes than you and your performance engineer buddies running performance tests in isolation by yourselves. Not only that, it frees you up to do more valuable work. Because if you're a highly experienced senior performance engineer, then executing load tests every day is not the best use of your time. There are things that you can do which are going to provide more value to your organization. So in summary, understand yourself and the way you work and what you're strong at. Expose yourself to new ideas and pick the ones you think will add the most value and do a proof of concept in a small, simple context to see if it works for you. That's all for this episode of Performance Time. Thanks for listening. And remember, if there's something you can't do, just remember, it's not that you can't do it at all, it's that you can't do it yet. This is Performance Time.